And before we say hello formally to John Kelly, Fox Sports Midwest, I want to mention this because it concerns John Kelly. He's part of our team here as well, 101 ESPN. And tomorrow night, we have a lot of good hockey talk for you uh, because from 6 to 8, it'll be this week in hockey with Alex Ferrario and Joey Vitale, and then behind the bench with John Kelly and uh, usually Coach Barube. That's from 8 to 9. So that is uh, 6 to 9, straight hockey talk here on 101 ESPN. John Kelly joins us now in the Blues booth. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Bernie. How are you? We're doing well, and uh, your visit is very timely because I know you can tell us all about uh, Marco Scandella and what, uh, what he brings to the Blues. Well, Bernie, first of all, he's a left-handed shot, and he's a defending defenseman. So, um, you know, obviously he's had some years where he scored goals. He had 11 goals, a career high with Minnesota a few years ago. But, you know, when you lose a player like Jay Bomeister, again, a left shot, defending defenseman, so he sort of fits what you need. And, you know, the Blues gave up a second rounder and a conditional fourth, so the, the price wasn't, you know, terribly high. Um, but I like how he competes. Uh, we saw him in a couple of playoff series with the Wild against the Blues a few years ago, and I, he was always um, a very feisty guy and a guy that competed hard. So I think it's a good ad um, by Doug Armstrong, and again, he fits what the Blues need right now. Yeah, 6'3", 208 pounds, and if he's feisty, as, uh, as I recall, too, watching him in those series, you know that uh, Coach Berube likes that, so... I was I was looking at um, you know I'm I'm doing these things on the fly, but this year between Buffalo and Montreal, he had about a hundred minutes on the penalty kill, and then uh, last year in Buffalo, the full season, he spent about 130 minutes on the penalty kill, and they do need that. Uh, they got to get that penalty kill unit uh, back in shape. And I know sometimes these things are just random, but this has been going on for too long, and uh, they need to just tighten that up. Yeah, and Bowmeister, Bernie, as as you mentioned. Um, was the Blues' leader in, in short-headed ice time. So, you know, I mentioned, you know, you know, Jay was a defender and a left shot. Well, he was also the top penalty killer. So, you know, there's another reason why Scandella fits exactly what you need. So I think it was a, a really good pickup. Um, the market seems to be fairly high right now. Brendan Dillon was traded earlier today uh, by San Jose to the Washington Capitals, um, and they got more for him than the Blues had to give up for Scandella. Um, not necessarily the same player, of course. So, um, you know, the price is high at this time here, Bernie, for teams that think they can win, the Blues think they can win, and, and that's the price you have to pay. John, just just a gut feeling, uh, you know, we're not asking you to be a handicapper, but would this move make it less likely that we'll see something else from Doug Armstrong the rest of the week until Monday's deadline? You know, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Doug has been fairly aggressive um, during a lot of trade deadlines. Last year, ironically enough, he was quiet. Um, the Blues got Delzato from Anaheim, and Michael Delzato basically played six or seven games to the Blues and didn't play in the playoffs. Uh, my sense is, Bernie, looking at the roster, the Blues don't have much depth on D in the minors as far as experience. And, you know, conventional wisdom in the NHL is, if you're going to go deep and win the cup or go to the final, you've got to be eight or nine guys deep. And, and right now, even with Scandella, um, the Blues aren't eight or nine guys deep as far as experienced players. You look at last year, you know, they were fairly healthy during the playoff run. Vince Dunn broke his jaw in game three of the third round, missed a few games. 
Um, so they had to use seven guys, but they also had um, Chris Butler in, in the minor leagues as well last year. And so they had some more depth down there. And Delzato, as I said, was, was there as well. So, you know, they had two veteran guys that they didn't use in the playoffs, but they were available if they needed them. So my sense is that he might, you know, he might be looking for some more depth at the defensive position because losing Jay is obviously a huge loss. John Kelly from Fox Sports Midwest with us here in the Blues booth on the Bernie Minkler Show. Switched places with the fast lane this week. The boys are down in Florida covering spring training, doing the morning show where all the action is. And Randy Carricker will be with us at 430. We'll, we'll check in with Randy. Uh, John, let's talk about the Blues needing to turn things around. Uh, I, I think everyone agrees um, that the other night in Nashville, the, the whole weekend, but especially Sunday night, uh, they were very close. That was their type of game. And it was a good sign, and and perhaps the turnaround is imminent. What do you think? Well, I do think, Bernie, that, you know, they've played a lot of good games during this run where they've won only twice in 12 games. Um, Not to say they've they've played great games or perfect games, but I think sometimes when a team's in a slump, and that's what I would call this right now, you you play a good game and you don't win. And I think hopefully that's the case from Sunday's game where I thought they played maybe their best game in two weeks in Nashville and gave up that, that heartbreaking goal with two minutes and change left to lose two to one. Um, but, you know, right now it's sort of like a, a leaky boat, Bernie. You, you patch one hole and another one comes up. You know, whether it's a, a great goaltending performance by the opposition goalie or you have a tough night on the PK or, you know, you can't score or, or whatever, um, it just seems like, you know, one thing is plaguing the Blues, different things on different nights, but I think they're getting close and they're getting back to their checking game last night or last game rather was the first time in 12 games. They had allowed fewer than three goals. So that's obviously a big positive. And we know Bernie that you can't win in this league. If you allow three goals or more in every game, that's just a tough way to go about it. Uh, going by the morning skate. Uh, of course, it looks like uh, Craig Berube shaking up his lines. He, he split up uh, Perron and O'Reilly so he's gone with a, a Schwartz O'Reilly Shen line, a Perron Thomas Sanford line, Steen Bozak Kairou, and Blaze Blay, I should say, sorry, Sunquist and uh, Barbashev for the fourth line. What do you think about those combinations? They haven't uh, they haven't played all that much together as, as we read those four lines. They haven't played that much of five and five time this year. No, I mean if if you look at the, the line combinations, there there's basically a complete overhaul. And I think the biggest change is splitting up O'Reilly and David Perron. You know, they've played together basically every game for the last year, Bernie, as we know. And they've been really good. But David has not scored in seven games. So he's dried up. O'Reilly has only one goal in his last seven. Um, So he's dried up in terms of goals. So, you know, perhaps they're looking for a, a fresh start for both guys and a different look. And the other significant thing to me is you're moving Robert Thomas back to the middle, and he's playing with two goal scorers in David Perron and Zach Sanford. I mean, Sanford, I think, you know, he's he's the hottest blue right now. He had four goals, of course, last week in Vegas. So I really like the look of that line. Um, Thomas and Sanford in particular, uh, they sit next to each other in the locker room. They're great friends. And and David, when he's hot, and, and he's had a great year, he's got 23 goals. He's a sniper. So, I, I like the look, and I think that a coach has got to do these things, Bernie. When you're not scoring on a consistent basis, you've got to make not necessarily radical changes, but sometimes big changes 
to, to try and stimulate more, more goal scoring. Yeah, trying to jolt the forward lines. It makes sense. Other than Sanford, no one's really been doing that much at 5-on-5 five five in this stretch. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, not at all. It's been kind even, of Even Schwartz, Bernie, he, you know, he's got 18 goals, but he's he has not, you know, lit the lamp a lot lately. So, you know, maybe with a different center – um, with O'Reilly, and he's a great playmaker. Maybe we can get him going as well. John Kelly, as always, it's been a pleasure, and we'll be listening tomorrow night behind the bench with John Kelly. It's always on once a week. It does move around, only because of this blue schedule. You know, some nights we can't air uh, behind the bench with John Kelly because there's a game on. So we'll move it around, but we'll keep you updated from week to week when you can count on hearing it here on 101 ESPN. Thank you, John. All right, Bernie, thanks for having me. You got it. So good analysis there from John Kelly. I like these line changes, but uh, when we return on the bits, I've got some other things to talk about, but I'll point out that um, these new, these reassembled, uh, reconcocted, I should say remixed, that's a better word, these remixed four lines, it's amazing how little each combination has played together this year. So this really is just totally tearing a town and putting it back together again. That's interesting.